सहनावतो सहनो भुनक्तो आत्मतृप्त मानव आत्मचुष्ट कचिदर्थव्यपाश्रय कर्मचरण When a person performs karma or the duty, asakta being detached, <coughs> so detachment can be looked on in two ways. One is detachment from the idea that I am doing this, because there is kartrutva, the doership is there in karma yoga. So that I am doing this, that idea is there. But then, still, this notion that I am the one who is achieving, accomplishing. so becoming remaining free from that notion recognizing myself as more an instrument in the hands of the lord that he is getting it done through me i am an instrument in his hand the karma yogi therefore is an humble person not an arrogant person who takes credit for what is doing or who has the notion that i am doing this accomplishing this it is my abilities my skills etc because of which this is being done he looks upon himself as servant to the lord an instrument in the hands of the lord and recognizes that his grace of ishwara that is able to do what is doing as in kenopanisho says shotrasya shrotram manasah mana swami referred to this morning that which cannot be thought of by the mind because of the mind things <coughs> that my hands work my legs move i see ears hear all these various faculties perform their functions is because of grace grace of ishwara without which these things cannot happen it is possible that i open my mouth and i can close it possible i go to bed sleep at night i may not wake up or wake up in some very different way you know anything can happen that things are not happening itself the grace we we think that the grace is when things happen the way i want them but even the normal things that are happening also reflect a lot of grace because it could be different <coughs> so karma yogi is a devotee of ishwara he is a bhakta 
He recognizes the grace of Ishwara always flowing in his life. There is an appreciation, a sense of gratitude, therefore, therefore devotion. So humility comes from recognition of the grace that I am enjoying, because of which there is a sense of gratitude. Thus a karma yogi performs action with a sense of gratitude. As a devotee, or as with humility, this word is meant by detachment from ego. It is not that he still knows himself as an action, he doesn't know that. He still takes himself as a doer of action. But the ego also, that we say that that is sattvic ego. Tamoguni ego, rajoguni ego, sattvic ego. So person with rajas as predominant thing that it is a mind, I am doing this. So thus he asserts his individuality. A sattvic person, a devotee, does not assert his individuality. He asserts always the grace of Ishwara. <coughs> that is one aspect of detachment while performing action. Other aspect of detachment is while receiving the results, outcome, meaning that while confronting any situation, situations that we encounter are in results of our actions in the past. We do not know what action is, what about, what about which situation, that we cannot tell. But one thing is certain, that whatever we encounter is the result of the actions that we must have done in the past. And so this karma phala, result of action, Coming from Ishwara, my role is to perform the action, his role is to award the outcome of the action. <clears throat> and therefore, he accepts gracefully whatever comes before him, without judging himself. So what is meant by detachment, with reference to outcome of an action, is not to judge oneself as success or failure. So when I judge myself as success, it's ego. Because I identify with the outcome, I think I am the author of the outcome. But Ishwara is the author of outcome. I am the author of action. Ishwara is the author of outcome. That being the case, a karma yogi remains free from judging himself or herself either as success or failure. And that is it. It is not the situation that makes me happy or unhappy. It is how I respond to situation, how I judge myself in given situation is what makes me happy or unhappy. If I judge myself a failure, I am miserable. Situation can be whatever it is, it is not that which makes me miserable. But what makes me miserable is my perception of myself, that I am a failure. What makes me happy is another perception, I am successful, it is another perception. So understand that is when our perception about ourselves that makes us happy or unhappy. So there is a reaction of harsha and shoka, elation and depression, because of constantly judging myself based on the outcome, based on the situation. I judge myself based on how you treat me, you know. If you treat me with honor, then I judge myself honorable, I congratulate myself. Treat me dishonor, I think I am dishonorable. I, you know, I condemn myself. So I allow the world to really, to manipulate me, dictate me. Because I constantly judge myself based on what I am not, based on situation. A karma yogi does not do that. He doesn't judge himself as for success or failure. He is just a doer of action. Outcome is there, there is Ishwara's grace.
call it success. Thank you. Failure. Thank you. So how can you thank Ishwara when you fail, Swamiji? How can you thank him when there is pain? Looking upon, depending upon how we look at Ishwara, what perception we have of Ishwara. If the perception is that Ishwara is my well-wisher, is benevolent, is my well-wisher, that always wishes me well, then even the pain comes, I look upon that as having some purpose in my life. That pain also comes for a certain purpose. It comes to help me grow. Like as I said, the sculptor is shaping the stone. The stone does not react because it knows the sculptor is a well, you know, is a well-wisher. He's not an enemy of the stone when he's hitting the stone with chisel and hammer. He's not an enemy. He's not punishing the stone. He's shaping the stone to bring out the beauty inherent in the stone. And then also a devotee, that's how he looks at Ishwara. Ishwara does not punish me. Even when he gives pain, it is that he is helping me to shape myself. It's an attitude, really nothing else. It's an attitude. But attitude makes me happy or unhappy, understand? And so this attitude, because he is a devotee, karma yogi is a bhakta, who has implicit faith in Ishwara, in scriptures. And scriptures say, you know, our, our faith in Ishwara is based on the declaration of scriptures. Like the Bhagavad Gita itself says, Gatir Bharta Prabhu Sakshi Nivasaha Sharanam Suhrut Lord Krishna says that I am the, I am the one in whom everybody dwells, I am the refuge of all and I am the well, I am the well wisher. He himself declares. <coughs> and so we accept it. This is Pramanam. So scripture becomes a pramanam, meaning the valid means of knowledge. Because as far as Ishwara is concerned, we have no other way of knowing ourselves as to how Ishwara is. So our knowledge of Ishwara totally depends upon the scripture. He is omniscient, omnipotent. Of course, what the scriptures say is, is reasonable, is in keeping with reason. Not arrived at by reason, but conforming to reason. That is why a Vedantin always applies his reasoning to understand what the scripture says, but then ultimately looks upon the scripture as the pramanam, as the means of knowledge. So this is how Ishvara is described, that he is the well-wisher, he is a father, he is a mother, pitahamasya jagataha, mata, dhata, I am the father of the universe, I am the mother, and so that's how a devotee looks. And because of that faith, he is able to give benefit of doubt to Ishwara. There must be something in it. Even if pain comes, there must be something. So he does not react, does not reject, there is no resentment. You know, he is able to gracefully accept it. And then perhaps he may be able to see the purpose of pain also. If you have a, if you have a mind which enjoys that steadiness or sameness, if you don't react to a situation because out of anger or frustration, then you may be able to see in a situation what it has to offer to you. <clears throat> That's a karma yoga always learns and grows. Karma yoga becomes a process of learning and growing. Asakto hi acharan karma. Thus one who conducts himself or herself this way, paramaapno purusha, he attains moksha ultimately. 
because it is path of knowledge. Karma Yoga also is path of knowledge because it keeps, he keeps on learning and he keeps removing the obstacles to knowledge. So first stage is to remove obstacles to knowledge, second stage is to pursue the knowledge. So Karma Yoga is the stage of removing obstacles to knowledge. <coughs> Lord Krishna this is saying this to Arjuna because Arjuna declared that he doesn't, he's not going to fight. So Lord Krishna is giving a number of reasons why not fighting, performing duty. When Lord Krishna says to Arjuna, may you fight, it is not fighting that is said here, may you perform your duty. In case of Arjuna, the duty was to fight, meaning protect dharma. But this applies to everybody. <clears throat> so Lord Krishna is giving reasons as to why it is right for Arjuna to perform his duty. <clears throat> now another kind of reasoning is provided from the verse 28. So next verse is, Karmanai vahisam siddhim Asthita janakadayaha Loka sangraha mevapi Sampashyan kartumarhase Arjuna may perhaps ask Lord Krishna, Is there a precedence, O Lord? Has this happened in the past? I am a mumokshu. I am a seeker of moksha. I am a seeker of knowledge. Is there a trend or a precedent in the past that a seeker of knowledge has performed action? See, you are asking, even though I want knowledge, you are asking to perform action. Implying thereby that action is not opposed to knowledge. Action is the means of knowledge. This is what, in effect, you are telling me. Arjuna thought that action is binding and action is something altogether different from knowledge and therefore, he says, I want to choose knowledge because uh, action does not lead to moksha. Therefore, Lord Krishna says, Asakto Hyacharan Karma Paramapnodi Purusha Very clearly. How Karma Yoga becomes a means of moksha. Paramapnodi attains, param, attains limitless. Attains moksha. Who attains moksha? One who performs his duty with detachment as an offering. Clearly thereby saying that when you perform karma or action with the attitude of yoga, it leads you to moksha. So Arjuna, do not think that by performing karma you are going to be distracted from your goal of moksha. In fact, by performing karma with the attitude of yoga, you are very much on the path of moksha. But did anybody else do this? Did somebody, are there other seekers like me? You know, Arjuna would only accept somebody like him, not just any Tom, Dick and Harry. He did so what? But if somebody who is respectful to Arjuna, if that person did, then Arjuna says, well, that, that is understandable. So Lord Krishna says in this, Karmanayivai samsiddhim asthitaha janakadaya King Janaka and others. Now King Janaka, Janaka is a very well known name. For those who are familiar with the Indian scriptures, Janaka is a very well known name. Not only because of Ramayana, because he was the father of Sita, 
But in Rodhanika Upanishad also is well known. And of course in uh, other texts also, in Purana also appears. In uh, the, you know, also uh, there is a samvada of King Janaka and Astavakra Gita also there. Astavakra is teaching Janaka. So Janaka is a well-known uh, person in the past. Like everybody know Mahatma Gandhi, you know, like for example. And so if you quote him and say, this is what he did, then perhaps it would, then it's a valid enough reason for me also to follow. <coughs> so Janaka, the, here you know King Janaka and others. Janaka, Ashwapati is another name. So if you study Upanishads, then you'll come across these names also. You'll come across Janaka. In Mrhodarika Upanishad, Janaka has a very important role. There is a, a, a long chapter of Mrhodarika Upanishad, which consists of dialogue between Sage Agnivalkya and Janaka. So Janaka is known as wise person. He is called Janaka Videha. His title was Videha. Videha means what? One from whom the identification of the body has gone away. So he was called Janaka Videha. <coughs> so his name would be definitely much respectable, reverential to Arjuna. He was also a Kshatriya. Arjuna is a Kshatriya. Janaka also was Kshatriya. Janaka King. King Janaka. King Ashwapati. Ashwapati also is a well-known name. <coughs> Ajada Shatru. So great kings who are also wise people. That's why in the fourth chapter Lord Krishna says, Evam parampara praptam imam raja shayo viduhu That this knowledge, the tradition of knowledge was maintained by rajashis, kings as well as sages. So these are kingly, sage, sagely kings, you know. So Janaka is one of them. Janaka Adeha, Janaka and others, Ashwapati and others. You know, you know what they did? Karamanayavahi samsiddhim asthitaha. Asthita means they thought about. Even Janaka and others also, who were mumukshus, desires of moksha, they took to the path of karma or karma yoga. Meaning through path of karma, that they ultimately attained samsiddhi or moksha. So here, Shankaracharya gives two options. Do we look upon King Janaka as a wise person? Or do we look upon King Janaka as an aspirant, as a seeker? Because in both ways, Janaka is portrayed. In his stories, like in Bhradarnika Upanishad, to find that he is asking questions of Yajna Valkya and he is an aspirant, a seeker, Mumuksha. Of course, Yajna Valkya declares Abhamvai, Abhayamvai, Praptosi, Janaka. Hey, Janaka, you attain the fearlessness or moksha. <coughs> but there Janaka is portrayed as the aspirant. Elsewhere Janaka is portrayed as the wise person. <coughs> In Yoga Vasishta also, uh, the Janaka stories come, where King Janaka is, uh, it is said that sage Ashtavakra, <coughs> was uh, King Janaka was very fond of uh, inviting scholars and sages to his court. <coughs> so a great sage, his name was Ashtavakra, once came
came to his kingdom. And Ashtavakra must have, you know, he must have been given a residence outside the town, outside the city, in, perhaps in a, in a solitude. Every morning uh, people would go to him and there would be classes going on, you know. Ashtavakra is teaching and many disciples are listening, including Janaka and many sannyasis, I guess, also. <coughs> So it appeared that Ashtavakra seemed to pay a little more attention to Janaka, it looked like, you know. Sometimes you find that, you know, because when you find somebody didn't understand what you're talking, there's a tendency to look there more than elsewhere. And so, or at least that was a perception other students had, whether it was so or not is a different matter. There was a complaint, now how come you seem to give preference to Janaka, you know, and then uh, Ashtavakra did not reply. But after some time, uh, when the class was going on, all of a sudden, they saw great fire in the kingdom of uh, Videha. <coughs> so Janaka also watches that his city is on fire. All the other people also are watching. <coughs> they all started running. He said, wait a minute. The sadhu those are running. Hey, my kopina is there. My, this is the danda. Some little things are there. Let us run, you know, and let us save them. Whereas King Janaka was unmoved. He did not rush. He was not disturbed. Say, hey, King, your city is on fire. Don't you want to do something about it? The whole city is on fire. It is a city that is burning. Nothing goes up Janaka. He showed a total detachment, you know, to what is going on. Whereas everybody else who was sitting there had some insignificant stuff in that place, but they all wanted to save that. Ultimately, it turned out that this was a hoax. It was just an illusion of fire. They all came back. Then Astavakra drew their attention. Look, you fellows all ran around to save some little insignificant thing, possession of yours. Look at King Janaka, how totally detached he is. This is how King Janaka is portrayed in the scriptures as a wise person. <clears throat> to such an extent that uh, sage Veda Vyasa his son was Shukadeva. And uh, a point came when some instructions were to be given to the sage Shukadeva. He was sent to King Janaka. <coughs> Go and get an instruction from there. So that's how King Janaka is well known. Janaka, there, Arjuna, King Janaka and others, such great people like him, Kshatriyas, kings. They also took the path of Karma Yoga. Some, they attained perfection through karma yoga, some siddhim. Now as aspirants, when they were aspirants or seekers, at that time karma was a means of purification of mind, leading to desire for knowledge and then knowledge. Or if you look upon King Janaka as a wise person, look Arjuna, Janaka did not give up his his role as a king even, even though he was wise and he did not have to do anything. If you remember the previous verse, we were told, nothing remains to be done on the part of the wise person because everything has been accomplished. So Janaka was one of those and though he had nothing to do and still he continued to run his kingdom. Why is it so? Because of Prarabdha. Prarabdha is destiny. So, for a wise person, 
You see, once is, what is meant, one of the aspects of wisdom is you become free from any agenda. He has no agenda. He has no personal agenda. He has nothing to accomplish himself. <coughs> then what will make him continue his life? A question arises, is not that when a person becomes wise that his body will drop up because he has nothing to do now. Well, he has nothing to do for himself. But then, he becomes instrument in hand of Ishvara. And Ishvara makes him do things. Now, so far he was fulfilling his schemes. Now, he becomes an instrument in the hands of Ishvara to fulfill his schemes. Therefore, a wise person does not exercise free will. Free will is exercised as long as your thing to accomplish. Nothing to accomplish, no exercise, no free will. So, moksha can be understood as freedom from the need to exercise free will. No free will. Then who determines what he does? It is prarabdha. Destiny determines what a wise person does. <coughs> That's why you find wise people of different descriptions. Some people are so active. Some people are so in- apparently inactive, live, living in forests or in cave or doing nothing. Some people are active 24 hours a day. And in between all descriptions of people are there. Krishna bhogi, Sukho yogi, Nrupav Janakaraghavav, Karmanishtaha, Vasishthadhyaha, Sarvete Jnanidasamaha. Oh, these are wise people. Krishna Bhogi. Lord Krishna, of course, wise person. Bhogi. He has 16,108 consorts and all the time enjoying <coughs> pleasure, so it looks like. <coughs> Shuko Yogi, Shukadeva. He's an Avadhuta. He's totally detached with nothing to do with anything, yogi. Nrupav Janaka Raghavav, King Janaka also is wise, Lord Rama also is wise, but they are emperors. <coughs> Karmanishtaha, Vasishthadhyaha, sages such as Vasishtha were all devoted to their karma or daily rituals. So outwardly they all look different. Sarvete Gnyanina Samaha, but they are all equal as far as the wisdom is concerned. Therefore, we cannot judge a person based on their behavior as to whether or not person is wise or not. Sarvatha vartamanopi sayogi mai vartate. Lord Krishna says, however he conducts himself, he always abides in me. <coughs> so how he conducts himself is determined not by him, but by his destiny. So if King Janaka and others was wise, why did they continue to perform so many activities? Because of prarabdha, because of destiny. Because a wise person now submits himself to the altar of destiny. And whatever destiny takes, makes him do, he does. Viveka Chodamani gives an example of a dry leaf falling from the tree. The dry leaf falls from the tree and the current of wind carries it. Wherever the current of wind carries, that's where the leaf goes. So the current of prarabdha, wherever it carries the wise person, that's where he goes, that's what he does. <coughs> in any case, say Arjuna, we see karma or activity in life of Janaka, whether you look upon Janaka and others as seekers or as accomplished people, as wise. <coughs> they may have done it, so what? Why should I do that? I don't need to do anything. Suppose, Arjuna, you think that you are a wise person and you don't need to do anything for yourself. So what? 
it is like some person saying, you know, this fellow is PhD. But he has a very modest job. He gets some 1500 rupees a month. Why? He is worth 50,000 rupees a month. Why do you do this? Why do you take such a low, you know, menial job? Swamiji, what do I need? I just need for my day-to-day expenses 15 rupees enough. Then why should I do more? You don't need, but others need. And so, it is your job or duty to produce a maximum. Use whatever talents and abilities are given to you. You must make the most use of it and create or produce maximum and consume minimum from there so that more and more is available for others, the needy. That's what Lord Krishna says, Loka Sangraham Evaapi Sampashyan Kartumarasi Loka Sangraha It's an expression used in Bhagavad Gita. What is Loka Sangraha? Loka Sangraha, as Bhashyakar explains, Lokasya Unmarga Pravrutti Nivaranam Loka Sangraha Unmarga and Sanmarga a person who walks the path of dharma is a sadachari, meaning that his conduct is proper. A person who walks, walks the path of dharma is a durachari, he is a unmarga, meaning that in the path of, he is distracted from the right path. So, for a king, there may be subjects who are distracted from the right path, who follow dharma. Then it is the duty of the king to bring them on the path of dharma. That is his duty. Now, when will those fellows, suppose you tell them, come on, that's not right, what you are doing is not right, you should not steal, you should not hurt the people. Why should I not do this? What are you doing? You know, they are, generally when we tell somebody, what are you doing? So the king also tells the subject, do this, they can ask him, what are you doing? You are not doing anything. So in order also to actually discipline other people, you must be a disciplined person yourself. If you are not disciplined, then you can't create a value of discipline in others. If you are not doing what is right, you can't create a value in others of doing what is right. Do what is right. But what are you doing? So loka sangraha meaning helping people in their self-growth Helping people or inspiring people to follow the path of dharma or restraining people from the path of dharma. Both this, the king has to do both. Restrain those and discipline those who are deviated from the righteous path and encourage and reward those who are following the path of dharma. <clears throat> but all of this requires that the king himself should perform dharma. So, loka sangraha mevapi. Here, Arjuna, if you do not have any need for yourself, you still should continue to perform karma for helping other people to be on the path of dharma. <coughs> so, sampashyan kartumarasi. Recognize that this needs to be done. Now, you don't need to do anything for yourself. Then look around. Lot of things need to be done. For a king, what needs to be done is help people. Make them happy. How do you make them happy? By making them follow the path of dharma. That's all you need to do. And bringing back to dharma all those who have distracted from dharma. And for that you must be very active. 
So, this karma, yoga, karma goes for both. For a seeker, karma is performed as yoga, for antahagana shuddhi, for purification of mind. For a siddha purusha, for a person who is wise or accomplished, karma is nothing but an expression of his fullness, expression of his destiny. Now, since he has no agenda for himself, the agenda of the world becomes his agenda. So, Arjuna, either way, it is only right for you to perform action. See, Lord Krishna does not sanction any renunciation of action, by the way. In Bhagavad Gita, you will hardly find any kind of sanction. The viewer will see that. It is it requires a Vashyakara to see that, you know. If you read Shankarananda, you know, for example, there is another commentator on Bhagavad Gita. When Lord Krishna says, Tasmad Yudhyasva, Hey Arjuna, you fight your battle. So this, he will say that, see, this is for renunciation. Vedantin see renunciation everywhere. Shankaracharya, of course, teaches us how, Lord Krishna teaches even renunciation of action. But you have to really fish out those verses where renunciation is taught. Verses where the uh, Adesha or instruction for action is given are very evident. <clears throat> so Arjuna, you are a seeker. Of course you should perform action as yoga for purification of mind. You are a Siddha Purusha. Then also perform action to help other people. <clears throat> In any case, it is only right for you to perform action. Because King Janaka and others did, when they were aspirants, they perform action for Antahagana Shuddhi. When they became wise, they perform action to help other people. So this is learning lessons from the peers, King Janaka and others. <clears throat> also, Arjuna, look at your position in the society. Looking at your position in society also is only proper that you should perform action. See, Lord Krishna is fantastic here. What all different reasons he gives. First of all, he said, you don't even freedom to give up action anyway, so you'll find up doing something anyway. And then showed how action is absolutely necessary for Antahagana Shuddhi. If you look upon King Janaka and other ideal, then also you should follow that path. And now Arjuna, look at your position in the society. So, with reference to that, verse number 21. <clears throat> Now Lord Krishna draws attention of Arjuna to another aspect of Arjuna's position. Hey, you are a leader. Arjuna, you realize that you are an important person? Arjuna, of course, was a very important person. He was, I think, the best archer of his time, very highly accomplished person. What you call a successful person in our, you know, our language here, what, a, what we call successful is what Arjuna was. Therefore, many people look up to Arjuna. So we always look, to, look up to people who have reached our ideal. Our ideal is, suppose somebody's ideal is to be a wealthy person, then... Who will be the ideal? Bill, Bill Gates? 
Suppose you want to be a sports star. Who is the idea? O.J. Simpson? I don't know. What is Mike? What is <laughs> No more? No more O.J. Simpson. As, a, as, an, as, a, as an athlete, not as a person. Never look at the person. No, 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 no. Whether it's Mike Tyson or is Mike, uh, what is the football player? I mean, basketball. Michael Jordan, all right. Never look at the personal life, never. Unfortunately. But these are the people who are highly respected. When uh, Michael Jackson, isn't it, our singer, when he came to India, people were just crowds, just, you know, collected on the streets, just to be a glimpse of Michael Jackson. If he looks out through the window of his balcony of his hotel room or something, you know. People are crazy. That's how people are. That's all. That's where we recognize that. And that being the case, you have to see your position. Arjuna, you are like that. People look up to you. You are the most acclaimed warrior of the time. You are a Kshatriya. You are a king. You are a Dharmanistha abiding in Dharma. In all respects, you are an ideal. You are a leader. Whether you like it or not, you are in position of leadership. That being the case, you must act as a responsible leader. When you say playing the roles, meaning assuming the responsibility that your role assigns to you. <coughs> Arjuna is a leader. And what's the role, rule of a leader? Yadyadacharadishreshta tattadeva itarojanaha However, a leader or a person highly regarded, an important person, a person enjoying high regard, a person who is a leader, sometimes you may not be a leader in that sense, but you are still a leader. Suppose you are just a good scholarly saint, suppose you are a saintly person. You may not be a leader in the, in the recognized sense, but still many people look up to you. In that sense, any person who has accomplished something or the other is automatically a leader because somebody looks up to him. Even my uncle also becomes a leader for me because he's an engineer. I'm a student going to the school. He's my leader, my ideal. I want to be like him. So your father is a leader for, for the children. A mother is a leader for the children. Even older brother is leader for the younger siblings. Everybody is leader for somebody because everybody is looked up to by somebody. Even if one person looks up to you, respects you, then it becomes you, then you have a responsibility to maintain your status as a respectable person. <clears throat> if somebody trusts you, it becomes your responsibility to remain a trustworthy person. You do, should not violate the trust if somebody trusts you. Therefore, everybody has responsibility. Arjuna, decision that you make will, will be, in fact, affect many people. If you walk out of this battlefield, then many people say, this is what Arjuna did. I guess that's the right thing. Because Arjuna is a great person, then he made this decision, that must be, it must be right decision. Because common people cannot think. They do not have the, the intellect or the knowledge, or the wisdom, to arrive at right decisions. 
And therefore in our culture, in the Vedic culture, and I think all cultures also, they respect people who are respectable, they always become the role models. Even Taitri Upanishad also says, when the Guru in fact gives a validatory address to his disciples, that you, you should do whatever good is in us. Don't follow anything that's, you know, so whatever good actions we are, you see in us, you imitate. Not the evil actions that we do. And when you go out, when you find people like us, respect them. And so, generally what a guru will tell is nobody else, you know, that's all, I am the only one. But in Taitri Upanishad he says, so brahmana tesham prashvasitavyam. When you go out in the society, well, brahmanas, you find scholars, all the learned people, like us or even better than us. Tesham prashvasitavyam. You must offer them respect, offer them asana, and sit at their feet in all humility and be ready to learn. So this is how a teacher says to the disciple. Then the disciple says, this is what I should do. If I tell my disciple, that's it, you know, don't go to anybody. No, 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 that's it, don't. Then that's what they will do. However I conduct myself, that's how they will conduct themselves. And so, Yadyada, everybody is a, everybody is a leader for some people. And therefore, whatever a leader or an important person does, that is what other people imitate. Because most people only can imitate, they cannot arrive at the decision by themselves, and therefore they are going to imitate. <coughs> Arjuna, you are a leader, and understand that many, many people, not only now, but in the history also. Because what you are doing, you are, you know, you, pers- you are a person who in- occupies an important place in history. And that being the case, people will follow in future also. So this is one aspect about the leader. Second aspect is what? Sayat pramanam kurude lokas tadanuvartade. Whatever he considers as pramanam, as a valid means of knowledge, as something authentic, that is what people also will look upon as authentic. Such as Mahatma Gandhi when he writes or says that whenever I have a problem, I go to Bhagavad Gita. I open any page. And I find my answer. There is no, no, no time for a situation in my life. And here to go through lots of difficult and conflicting and painful situations. But it never, it never happened that I opened Bhagavad Gita and it did not come out with a smile. There was always an answer there. No, when he says that, means he looks upon Bhagavad Gita as Pramana. Then everybody else will do that because he enjoys a position of high respect. It's just an example. And they say even a father enjoys for the children. So you keep smoking and tell your children don't smoke. No, that's not going to work. If you want them not to smoke, it's right that you also should not, ideally. Or at least be very honest with them. Look, my child, see what is happening to me. You know, I am just addicted to the smoking. I can't give it up. It's miserable. So you don't do that. That you can say. But otherwise, as though you are a big person and you know, and then you, you tell your child not to do something and you are doing it, the children know. And therefore, being a parent also is a very, very responsible job. And we must be, 
we must be careful about every movement because they watch children just imitate their parents you know they just talk like them act like them do what their father or mother does do and so whatever a sister person does <clears throat> so before you become a parent you understand what the responsibility is not an, it's not an ordinary thing you are like a gardener and a gardener's responsibility is to make sure that the plant gets all proper attention whatever light whatever water whatever fertilizer whatever support everything all care although you should not plant a sapling and forget about it when you plant a sapling, it becomes your responsibility. You bring a child into the life, it's a wonderful thing to do. But then you must take the responsibility. <clears throat> and therefore, children demand that the parents have to grow. Parents cannot remain where they are, the children will overtake them. So, children demand that parents have to grow. So, that is good. It's a challenge. But then parents have to grow. What do you think becoming a Swami or a Guru? This is a tough job. Because your disciples look up to you. Some people think he's Bhagavan and things like that. He's a wise person, he's a Jivan Mukta. All the people think all kinds of things, you know. Even when you tell them, but still they like to feel that way. And then every moment is watched. So when the door is closed, what is Swamiji doing inside? What is not doing? Everything is watched, you know, whether he's on this desk, where he's sitting there, what is there? Not that they, are, they want to pry, they just want to learn. It is not that they are trying to uh, spy. They just want to learn because they want to be like that, that's all. So you want to be like one who is your ideal, so you want to imitate whatever they do. That's what the other people do. Sayat pramanam kurde. What do you consider as respectable? You consider as authentic. You consider as a valid means of knowledge. That is what other people will consider. So if you are respectful of others, the people who follow will be respectful of others. I have seen this. Sometimes the, the gurus are whatever they are, you know, and so sometimes they are not respectful of people. Sometimes they just very harsh with people, you know, very intolerant. People are what they are. The Swami may be a very bright person and that, that's why and other people may not quite be able up to his mark. I become intolerant. And you, you find this disciple also doing the same thing. Treating other people the same way. And so understand that the Upadesha, the teaching is imparted not only by words, but you have to set an example. Every leader should set, set an example. This is an excellent lesson also for management. Every manager is a leader. And there are his team members. So whatever people follow him, he must set an example for them by appropriate conduct. <clears throat> so the another reason why Arjuna should perform his action. You are, if you don't do this, that's what people think is the right thing to do. So that's also another reason why you should perform action. So Arjuna may ask, wait a minute, has anybody else done it? So, in earlier case, King Janaka was given as an example. But all right, Lord Krishna, who is a leader? Who, is, who doesn't need to do anything and still doing something? Suppose I am a wise person, I don't need to do anything. Do you find, can you show me another leader who is conducting himself in a responsible manner? Lord Krishna says, look at me. 
So example is right before you. So that's what he said in the next verse. Name parthasti kartavyam Trishulokeshu kinchana Nana vaptam vaptavyam Varta evacha karmani Arjuna, look at me. Name parthasti kartavim. He partha name kartavim asti. Kartavim means what has to be done. What should be done. Lord Krishna says, there is no kartavya for me. Meaning that there is nothing that I should do. How come you don't have to do anything? Because nana vapta vaptavim trishulokeshu. In all the three worlds, there is nothing that I have not accomplished. Because he is Ishwara. The whole universe, he says. That being the case, he is the most accomplished entity. In all the three worlds, there is nothing that I have not achieved or accomplished. That being the case, I have nothing to accomplish now. And therefore, there is no reason why I have to do things. I can desire. I can stay in solitude. I can meditate. I can do whatever. I need not be, I need not engage in any activity. Meaning that there is no compulsion that I have to engage in any activity at all because the compulsion, as you said, comes from within myself. It is my desires that compel me to do things. And desire is an expression of incompleteness. Desire is an expression of my inadequacy. Because by fulfilling desire, I think I'll be happier than what I am. Meaning that I'm not satisfied with myself as I am. So desire also is an expression of dissatisfaction with myself as I am. So desire is an expression of incompleteness. Lord Krishna says I am complete. I am limitless. I am Ishwara. The whole world is mine. The whole universe is mine. That being the case, there is nothing that I have not achieved or accomplished. Everything is mine, everything accomplished. And so there is no desire in me. There is no agenda. There is no compulsion or pressure that I have to do something. And still, Varte Evacha Karmani Arjuna, still you see that I am constantly engaged in activity. Lord Krishna is an avatar. He is Ishvara himself in that, in that particular embodiment. So, the difference between avatar and wise person is that a wise person also was born ignorant and became wise. Avatar is born wise, meaning that he is Ishvara in every respect. So, at no time did he have to accomplish. He didn't have to do karma yoga also. Because he is a perfect person. He accomplished right from the birth. That, that's the reason why even when he was just six days old, then Putana, this demon, female demon, came to take his life. He had no difficulty at all. In no time, in, in, without any effort, he could destroy all the demons one after the other. Those who came to kill him. He's almighty. He's omniscient. So he's almighty, he's all powerfulness, all knowledge, all of this evident from the day one. So he doesn't have to do anything, but still, which I'm always engaged in action. 
you never find me ever lazy, never find me ever dropping out, not participating, uh, just sleeping off, you never find. Always active. From, just from his birth. Right now I am active, Arjuna, you know that I am driving a chariot. He's active. And driving chariot doesn't mean that he stops there. He's a charioteer, means in the evening he has to take his horses and wash, do everything. It's not like, a, like us that, okay, come on fellows, wash his horses, come on, do this, and you know, I'll just only simply conduct my job as a child. No such thing. Everything he has to do. Okay? So when Arjuna requested, Lord Krishna, will you become my chariot? Well, if that's what you want, I'll do that. He doesn't have to do that. Who are you to ask me to do that? Am I your servant once? You, who do you think you are? Asking me to become your servant? Your driver? Ask your friend to become your driver and see what response you get. <coughs> so Arjuna asked Lord Krishna to become his driver. Charioter is a driver. He's a servant. Who has to follow the command of the master? So when Rajuna says, Oh Lord, please place my chariot between two armies. Yes, sir. Who are you to ask me? I'll do what I want to do. No. <laughs> when Arjuna said, Place my chariot between the armies. Yes, definitely. Servant means servant. Not that I am the king of Dwarika. Who are you to tell me? No such thing. <clears throat> do what is the right thing to do. Karyam, karma, samachara. Play a role properly. You assume the role of a charioteer. Play the role well. Not everybody does it. <clears throat> In Mahabharata itself there is a story. On the side of Kaurava, <clears throat> there is a Karna who was a great uh, warrior. There is another one, Shalya. <coughs> he is also very great. Now when all the warriors of the Kaurava army were killed one by one, the final two days, the Duryodhana to choose between Karna and Shalya was a contender, he said, I want to become the leader. Duryodhana wanted Karna to become leader. And Shalya wanted to become leader. He said, I am a king. I am greater king than Karna, etc. You know. But still Duryodhana prevailed upon him. He said, you become chariot. So you are not only a great warrior, I know that you are a great charioteer also. So you become charioteer of, of Karna. That will help him to win the war. So he accepted the role as charioteer. But did he perform it properly? Not at all. He kept on taunting Karna at every step. Hey Karna, what are you doing? How can you take this arrow? Not this is not the right one. You have to encourage the person. You know, he kept on discouraging. So don't think that people play the role well. If, if there is a resentment in what you will do, you will complain at every moment. People do things. Ask us and come on now, mow the lawn. He may do that. But, you know, by the time he's finished, his lawn, broke, um, lawn mower is broken, you know. <laughs> Resentment. Resistance. Playing the role means no resistance. Pleasure. Do it with joy. Oh, but then I have to wash the horses. I have to clean that, uh, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, everything. It's all part of it. What do you think? If you are taking care of cows, the cow dung is there. Of course, who is going to take care of it? You have to take care. Horse dung also is there. If it, animal does everything. 
You have to take care, you have to clean everything around. I said, Lord Krishna must have done it all. Vart eva chakaramani, you see, look at me. I, I engage in action all throughout, even though there is no need that I have to do something. <coughs> this Lord Krishna presents himself as an example and continues that, we will we'll see in the next class. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashakutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vivagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Namaha Hari Om